Titan spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 182nd annual Subliminal Reception Podcast. Your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. I think uh, I think we actually have to start off. There's some sports news that everyone in the world is talking about right now. And I think we got to just air it out right off the bat. Let me jump into this. Okay. Got to talk about this. The basketball star, Brittany Griner from Phoenix Mercury. She was actually sent home from Russia this past weekend. Yeah, for the um, bank robber, right? Or no, he's an arms dealer. Arms he's dealer. The, he's the actual Lord of War. The uh, the person who is portrayed in the movie. Well, the fictional portrayal, kind of. See, I read. You know, I saw the memes and the story and everything. And my understanding is, while yes, they traded him, he's going right into a Russian prison. No, I don't think that's what's happening. No, I, I maybe that's what they meant to have happen, but I don't, I don't think that's what's going on in that situation. What's he going to give the Russians more guns or what? Well, so what a lot of people are thinking is he's going to be vital in getting arms to the pro-Russian fighters in the Ukraine. There's basically Ukrainians fighting Ukrainians there. Pro-Ukraine fighters are also fighting the Russians. But they think it's going to be kind of a situation where he brings more and better weapons. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I would imagine he lost some of his connections by now, would you think? Uh, I don't know. He could probably, you know, fish them back up. It's kind of his specialty. I don't know. It's just kind of the big thing with Brittany Griner is Phoenix Mercury. You know, I mean, WNBA, not a lot of people, you know, watch it. But it is kind of the only championship team that Phoenix has. You know, she's a 2010 player. A double points, 10 rebounds. Double, double, oh. I think, is what you're trying to say there. She's uh, basically, like, 2020, we went to the we went to the WNBA Finals uh, with a 19 and 13 record. 2021, without her, it was, like, 13 and 19, and they got kicked out the first round. We got her back. <laughs> city of Champions once well, again. Well, you know oh. what? <laughs> uh, I guess they did the City of Phoenix a huge favor there. I don't know if it's necessarily what you'd call an even trade, but uh, I guess she will be back with the, I don't know, I assume she might not be in basketball shape quite yet. Um, oh, probably not. No, the season doesn't start until the men's season ends. So oh, it's, okay. uh, it's the Phoenix Mercury, in case you didn't know. Not <laughs> I, a lot of people know. I didn't know them. Uh, you know, obviously Minnesota's no stranger to not winning stuff and our minnesota Lynx were a wnba dynasty now they've completely fallen off the rails but uh for for a good five years there they're pretty pretty solid yeah it's the uh it's the sky that i've been winning it lately i actually did a little bit of research just to talk about this but <laughs> i had no idea yeah it's uh it was the minnesota Lynx. they had some pretty good years 
but you, I don't know. It's it's crazy because when she was coming out of college, they labeled her the female Shaq. She so. can't shoot free throws. Oh, I don't know if she could shoot three throws or not, but she's super tall and she uh aggressive player. That's pretty much when you first said that big news in the sporting world, because all that I've been hearing about today is one specific thing. I'm like, why would Phil bring this up? And that was some uh, it was a pitcher for the twins who is really good and they didn't pay him to resign him. And he got like some ridiculous $350 million contract or something. I was like, I thought that's what you were going to talk about. I'm like, why would you care about that? But, <laughs> no, uh, that's, that's super local to, uh, Minneapolis. I'm pretty sure he got, he got signed <laughs> the to Minnesota a, area. He got signed to a different team. I don't know which team, maybe the Pittsburgh pirates, possibly, uh, no, if they're I, still a team. I hope he brought a gas mask and a shovel. <laughs> well, with that 350, he 350 million, he, uh, He's got enough money to buy whatever he needs. But uh, all right, Phil. Well, we got kind of a long boy here. So we're going to go ahead and let you take the reins from here. All right, let's hit it. In this week's episode of the podcast, we will be discussing something that we haven't really touched base on in quite a while. And that would, of course, be delving back into the world of crazy YouTube conspiracies. And per usual, for my conspiracy episodes, trying to find the ultimate meta conspiracy. And I think I may have a contender this week. Yeah, uh, obviously the listeners will find out as we progress through this episode. But I can tell you from afar, quite meta. It's very large, very involved. Obviously, like you mentioned, you're not going to be able to talk about the entire thing, but uh, a good chunk of it. Yeah, I was going back and forth on calling this one either a middle school goulash or like a flycatcher because this thing just it gathers up everything. You can put any crazy right wing conspiracy theory into this baby. You know, what's funny. My dad was the one known for making goulash. She made really good goulash. OK, last weekend I went uh, back home. I was helping my mom do a, a shitload of Christmas baking, like a ridiculous amount of it. And they had some leftover goulash when I got there. And like, hey, you want some? And I'm like, what is this? This, it looks dry as hell, man. My dad's <laughs> was not dry. I don't know what that was. I don't know if you could call that goulash, but. Yeah. It, goulash can be, goulash can, for people who don't know, it's kind of like a pasta meat sauce. It's, it's a lot of things put into it. If you have it and someone like is really good at making it, it can be really good. But if you have it in like a school environment, basically they just clean out the fridge and freezer and throw everything into it. Yeah. Kind of like the Midwest sloppy Joe. <laughs> well, my dad makes like more of a traditional Hungarian one. Um, okay. It's, you know, ground beef usually, egg noodles or these macaroni noodles, onions, usually it has green peppers in it. It's very good. Okay. Very good if you make a... Uh, Kind of the traditional one, but we're way off yeah, we're topic. Way out of there. <laughs> I think you should say instead of goulash, maybe my grandma's cookies because <laughs> she, <laughs> she literally had. It's like it was kind of good, but not this cookie. I swear, my grandma would never let food go. You know, Great Depression kid. This fucking cookie had like twelve different types of expired cereal in it, and we're talking about you'd have cornflakes, Lucky Charms, tricks. Just like the most random ones in this fucking cookie. 
Yeah, and the funny thing is, they were expired when she bought them because she got them all from the Denton Bent, if yep. I remember correctly. Yeah. So she bought them expired and then held on to them for about a decade. Yeah. So yeah, my grandma, uh, great cook, but uh, she had you. You never knew what you're getting. Yeah, she she tried to serve me every time I came over to your grandma's house. The same package of cookies for about a <laughs> solid decade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never a, any takers. Probably had about 50 packs in her little pantry there. Definitely. Well, getting back into it. In today's episode, we take a hop into the time machine, taking a trip all the way back to the year 1992, when supposedly the basis for our discussion began, when the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, shortened up as UNICED, held a conference in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, from the 3rd of June to the 14th of June, 1992, when 178 governments would adopt the Rio Declaration on Environment and Development and the Statement of Principles for the Sustainable Management of Forests. Now, this would become known as Agenda 21. Okay, we can say right off the bat, they have done a terrible job at managing the forests around Brazil and such. Um, yes. We know that. Now, obviously, we got George H.W. here. That's how he's called, right? George H.W. Bush? Yes, George H.W. Bush. In the picture, so on the script, we have a little picture down below of him actually signing it. Beginning back in 1989, the drafting of the resolution for Agenda 21 began, and as I previously mentioned, was signed into law by 178 countries, including the United States, by the hand of then-President George H.W. Bush himself. So, you think he set it up here because he was really into big booty Latinas? Possibly. Okay. Yeah, he chose the location. Probably when he was uh, chilling with the CIA and, you know, all of the secret agencies of the government, he maybe took a few trips down to Rio. Honestly, who isn't into the big booty Latinas? That's true. He's got one right behind him in the picture <laughs> there. But uh, she looks she looks like she would be ra- anywhere else in the world rather yeah. than being right there. She looks pissed. <laughs> Definitely. I'll have to put a picture of this up on uh, the Instagram page. But yeah, she definitely looks pissed. It looks like he just like projectile farted. Right. (laughs) right Honestly, knowing H.W., he probably did. Possibly. Now, George H.W. Bush, who coincidentally made the legendary speech uttering the now famous phrase New World Order in a September 11th, 1990 speech when he was addressing Operation Desert Storm. Yeah, I remember this. I think I'm guessing a lot of our listeners here have definitely heard him say this because it's like a a linchpin for a lot of stuff. But I'm kind of curious now, did he say it and then people took it and morphed it into what it is now? I'm not sure if he actually coined the phrase or if he's just the one that like made it famous. But it definitely became like very famous after he said it. Obviously, 1996. You know, formation of the New World Order in uh, pro wrestling out in WCW. So I kind of, you know, it's what everyone thinks of now. But a really big thing for conspiracy was kind of like the end of the 80s, the start of the 90s, and kind of how things were changing. So I bet H.G. Wells just about shit his pants when he heard him say that. <laughs> I think H.G. Wells might have been dead by yeah, then. Yeah, I, I but... <laughs> was suspecting that, but I'm just going to pretend. Okay, the ghost of H.G. Wells. He's like, <laughs> see, I told you. I told you. <laughs> Definitely. 
Now, I mentioned Bush 41's connection to the New World Order conspiracy, as the fears of Agenda 21 actually coincide with those of the NWO, which makes it seem like the implementation of Agenda 21 was meant to be sort of like a guidepost leading to a one-world government, this coinciding also with the loss of national sovereignty and the end to democratic government. Yeah, yeah, we hear this quite a bit. It's a very... It's something yep. that really grew in uh, 2020, it seems. Here's the other thing. So far, I'm more afraid of Forever 21 than Agenda 21, <laughs> because technically Forever 21 does a lot of damage to the environment. But I guess we'll find out about Agenda 21, see how evil it is as well. Yeah, the real Agenda 21 was actually meant to kind of try to help the environment. We'll talk about it later on, but the biggest problem with anything that comes out of the UN is there's no real government behind it. There's no real military or kind of inside funding. It's all kind of just how much real countries want to help the aims of the UN. So if other countries don't really give a shit about it, it doesn't really go very far. No. So even though 178 countries signed it into law, supposed law, it's just kind of basically i don't even know how to put it it's like a suggestion yeah like a it's like a it's like a big list a 300 page list of suggestions more or less it's like when you ask somebody like hey you want to maybe go to a movie with me this weekend and they're like eh, maybe that's what yeah. just happened there <laughs> you know the answer already but they're trying not to be rude about it which yeah i love i love to give out the maybes the soft no yeah yeah <laughs> eh, maybe you want to come yeah. to my kid's birthday party? Maybe. I'll see what I got going on. I don't know. We'll see if I have time. <laughs> Instead of saying, I would rather put needles in my fucking eye. Yeah. <laughs> Go to yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Seen, seen enough smash cakes for an entire lifetime. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Definitely. Now, there are many facets to the Agenda 21 conspiracy with the cornerstone of the theory seeming to be the destruction of civil liberties. Now, in the end, this would mean having humans be governed and enslaved by a worldwide totalitarian communist government in control of every facet of a person's life, from cradle to grave, not allowed to own property, businesses, resources, even the restricting of a person's ability to travel and live their life freely. I'm gonna this is kind of hitting me. Um, who's the guy who wrote the book, the like communist book? Do you remember that? The guy who wrote was it Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx? Karl Marx, yeah. I feel like that book and the implement implementation of said book, and then obviously uh fascist Nazi Germany has now created like a carpet of fear for a lot of people that like this is going to get them. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's kind of funny. The, so the communist manifesto, it's really, it's kind of like what you make of it. So there's all these communist governments throughout the last hundred or so years that have like tried to use that communist manifesto. Really, it always seems to turn into like this totalitarian government, not really what, you know, communism was meant to be way back in the mid 1800s when it was written. Uh, no. Basically, it was just always kind of meant to it was they always tried to make it say 
like, oh, we're going to make everyone even, but then really they would put themselves above, you know, everyone else. So it's always like a bastardization, basically. Yeah. I mean, I mean, realistically, any government that's ever existed pretty much does that. Yeah. I mean, some some are obviously set up, you know, in the background to be like that, kind of like these communist governments when they're first implemented. Um, but then immediately it always seems like it turns into, you know, forced removal of people off their land and you know all this horrible shit yeah but yeah yeah you know i mean that's just fucking human nature really it's it's just funny like so many of these conspiracies revolve around where they're basically trying to turn us you know communist you know or a certain type of communist where they're trying to do x y and z and obviously there's a lot of countries around the world still deal with this issue you know but it's uh Seems like a really hard thing to do in America. Yeah, the funny thing is if you told like someone who accuses everyone else of being a communist, if you told them to actually define communism or fascism, I don't really think that they would know, you know, they would have their own little interpretation, but I don't think they would be able to tell you like the real like definition of communism or fascism, that sort of thing. Actually, it's kind of funny. It's because it's on different ends of the political spectrum. It's almost one of those deals where the political spectrum is more of a ring. And when you get to communism and fashion, fascism, they're pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's funny because uh, there's a lot of, and I don't mean to disparage anybody, but let's just say the older crowd who <laughs> don't really know the difference between the two of them and just assume they're the same thing. It's really crazy. We like You talk to somebody and they're just like, Oh, they're becoming Nazi Germany or they're becoming Stalin's Russia. Like, it's it's crazy how many people don't really. I don't know if they just didn't teach it or they like taught a different thing in their time or what. But it's just like it's crazy. They don't know the differences. You know what I mean? Or or they'll be like with the Nazis. That was a democratic society or that's a socialist society. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, it's a lot of people just kind of parrot what they, you know, hear on the Internet or, you know, TikTok. There's a lot of there's a lot of people right now being, you know, guided around by fucking 15 second TikTok videos (laughs) with basically it's kind of scary, actually. You got to remember, though, Phil, I would say our generation and a good chunk of the Gen Xers, they understand the Internet. It's everyone above that doesn't can't read between the lines and is very gullible yeah as long as you realize that the internet is meant just for like a wealth generation type thing there's somebody i know who takes everything he reads or hears on the internet it's like straight to heart it's like oh but this video said it blah 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 it's like you realize they're trying to make ad rep yeah. right they're trying to make money <laughs> like so they say outlandish things to get more clicks yeah you get that you get yeah. how that works but yeah it's fine yeah, it's it, fine. It's it's whatever. But anyway, let's get back yeah. to this. That's kind of our we're, little. This is a long one. We're never going to finish this. No, so. that was just <laughs> our right. philosophical take there. Anyway, continue yeah. on. here. All right. Now, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this conspiracy, which is a large conspiracy, let's talk a little bit about the real Agenda 21, which had the aim to aid in the development of emerging nations to redirect resources towards vulnerable populations and combat poverty 
However, some of the verbiage that the agenda uses has led conspiracy theorists to believe that this agenda may be used for nefarious purposes, with some of the aggravating phrases in the Agenda 21 being changing consumption patterns, demographic dynamics and sustainability, and sustainable human settlement development. Yeah, I'm sure the wording can kind of be taken any way you can. A lot of this, I don't think they've still accomplished. Oh, no, they, I mean, really, Agenda 21 has barely even gotten off the ground. If you really look at kind of like what's been happening in the last 30 years, it's not, I mean, it hasn't really been that successful unless you're like a conspiracy theorist and you think that all of this shit's kind of happening in the background. The thing that I think is interesting about this, let's just take redirect towards vulnerable populations or combat poverty, right? You, the war in Ukraine right now is a perfect example. You have a lot of countries, have a lot of poverty, need things, don't really help them. Russia attacks Ukraine, but you can't attack Russia, but you want to hurt Russia? Let's just, all right, all the money, all the arms we got, just send them right over there. But a country yep. with poor drinking water... Nah, I'm good. A country like the United States with shitty drinking water. Yeah, yeah we'll send all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we, forget, we have shitty drinking water in this country, too. Yeah, oh, we absolutely. Have, we have a lot of poverty in this country, too. Well, absolutely, but what I'm saying is like... We have Pittsburgh. Now, if Russia, let's say, invaded like Pittsburgh, right? Um, mm-hmm. That place would get so much funding for missiles and stuff. You know, maybe they can drink missile juice. I don't know, but <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's the thing. This is so hypocritical, kind of, too. Maybe Pittsburgh would be showering in money rather than not showering at all. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. They'd have a lot of money. They just wouldn't have, you know, human Literacy. needs. <laughs> well, that you don't need. As long as you can read the missile guiding system, that's all you need. <laughs> True. <laughs> now, when now when listening to the words used in the aims of the agenda, it all sounds kind of like a just a benevolent set of unattainable goals that you know can be worked towards till the end of time. Though, when looking through conspiracy-colored glasses, those aims can be seen as nefarious. For example, changing consumption patterns can sound a lot like taking away resources from Western countries. Demographic dynamics and sustainability can sound like the destruction of certain races and populations. And sustainable human settlement develop can lead a conspiratorial-minded person to hear forced resettlement. Yeah, this is this is a problem when you you know don't understand certain words um, or combinations of words. Yeah, it is that. Um, also, I kind of think it's the same little like phenomenon of people who read the title of articles but don't read the articles. Yeah, clickbait. Yeah. That's what we call that. Yeah, clickbait. So basically, what they're you know they're not really reading. They're not reading Agenda One. Or they're not really reading Agenda Twenty One cover to cover. They're more or less like reading the the headers. And then kind of making their own little, you know, assumptions about what this is or trying to read between the lines. Do you if you quick thing before we continue on here, worst website ever for quick clickbait. What do you think it is? Ooh, uh, BuzzFeed. I mean, that's a good one, too. Weather Channel, the Weather Channel. Just go there, scroll down to like the extra stories. It's always like. Asteroid coming to Earth, we're all dead, or <laughs> nuclear bomb went off in Kansas. Like, it's f- 
fucking ridiculous. But anyway, let's continue on here. Oh, yeah. Talking about like the sun is about to die out. And then they're like, oh, in a billion and a half years, the yeah. sun's going to die out. Yeah. yeah, that kind of <laughs> shit. I know what you mean. Yeah, I've seen those They're So they're always at the bottom of the article. Like you scroll down and they get worse and worse. It's just because nobody does anything but read their forecast and leave the page. They're like, please stay here, please. <laughs> please click on a few more of these. We need the ad rev. Yeah. Now. We're going to start with the first point that I mentioned, and that would be changing consumption pattern. Agenda 21 document states that all countries should strive to promote sustainable consumption patterns. Developed countries should take the lead in achieving sustainable consumption pattern. And the next bullet statement pretty much shortened up says that basically saying the developing world should not copy the industrialized world in their tactics and that the developed world should instead take the technologies for a sustainable industry that the developed world create rather than going the route of the already developed countries. Now, Cody, when you read those bullets, what do you think that kind of like the goals of this part of the agenda really are? Well, to me, I mean, the first two points I think are the most, are some of the most important because this to me means that they're creating a self-sufficient, we got plants, people eat plants, we grow more plants, people eat more plants, we got cows, we kill cows, feed people, get more cows, you know what I'm saying? Like a constant circle. Yeah. So kind of what I was reading into, um, well, I've, I had the benefit of reading through a lot of that agenda 20. I mean, the whole thing is about 300 pages long. We can't yeah. talk about just that we have to get the conspiracy too. Um, basically what this is kind of sounds like it's promoting is the way that we do things now in the, the industrialized world. It's, it's very wasteful. Yeah. We, I mean, just to make one pound of beef, I think it takes like 14 gallons of water or something like that. Like it's very, like it's not very efficient and it's kind of maybe the aims of this agenda from what it seems like is trying to, you know, become more efficient, uh, use our resources in a better manner. And then once the developed world comes up with these like means of technology for like better consumption patterns, then we are supposed to teach the developing world, the, the countries that are emerging, how to do this so that they don't kind of like follow the path that we took uh, during industrialization. Yeah, I think that's brilliant if it was implemented, but we... I don't think we've even gotten it right yet. No, and it's cheaper just to keep doing things the way that we're doing. Yeah. So that's but, kind of the scary thing. That's the thing in America. It doesn't matter if it helps or hurts. It, It's how profitable it is. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the fears that Agenda 21 gives to conspiracy theorists is that this plan, if implemented, would impose a communist collective on the world forcing the already industrialized nations to become vassal producer territories for the world government, uh, pretty much promoting and propping up the world's poorest region. Now, they'd be forced to redistribute their own resources and products to other parts of the world less developed and equipped to produce for themselves, along with the forced seizure of and removal from privately owned farms and businesses. So that's that's what they got out of that sentence there. Well, I'm thinking so I'm reading. I read through every single kind of like, you know, 
the big points and the big everything. And I skim through a lot of the verbiage. And I think that this is kind of where they get the thing for like the communist collective. This is, I'm thinking where the, the verbiage comes from that they're scared of. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that it's, I'm not sure why they think they would be removing their farms if they're helping other countries basically create a industrialization similar to what we're trying to do in America. Well, see, one of the big things that came out of the the Russian Revolution, the Communist Revolution out there, was a lot of the people were taken away from urban environments and forced onto farms. A lot of the owners of those farms were actually taken away to gulags and to Siberia. Kind of, they were seen as like the middle class people, the the landowners, the business owners, were seen as the bourgeoisie kind of situation. Gotcha. So it was almost like the commune, the people who were forced onto this land were supposed to be seen as like the commune or the people who like were in charge of the farm. But really, they were just a new kind of serfdom pretty much mm. in Russia. And that's kind of like the fears almost of, you know, basically being like forced to be you know, taken away from where you want to be, put on a place where you don't want to be. So the farmers were taken off of their farm and the urban people were kind of shoved into the farm. Gotcha. Okay. Or the factories inside the cities. Gotcha. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. Um, There's one thing we know. Stalin, not a nice guy. Um, Obviously, <laughs> it's more complicated <laughs> Under, than understatement that. Understatement of the century. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, like, I was watching... I got through all of World War II in color, and I'm like, you see videos of him and stuff, and I'm just like, he doesn't, his face doesn't look that imposing, but then you kind of, like, read his Tinder profile where, like, 20 million, or no, was it 60 million dead Russians, and it's like, yeah, not good, not a nice guy. No, definitely not a not a nice guy. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> I like that, his Tinder profile. Yeah, he... He was, so he was kind of seen as like, it's kind of funny. So everyone outside, they kind of viewed him as like a necessary evil. And he kind of got seen as like, you know, he's the lesser evil than Hitler. And then after the war, it just immediately fucking turned to where like, oh, this is the most evil person. He might be as evil as Hitler, like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. When he was useful, you know, everyone cowtailed a little bit, made nice stories up. But then all of a sudden, when you don't need him anymore, and he's more useful as an enemy, what, then the real shit about him comes out. Well, I mean, according to that documentary, it seemed like it really turned because they were pretty sure sure he was going to take control of Japan. And then if they didn't drop the nuke it could and scare him, then it could have got really nasty. Yeah, well, Russia, oh, getting, you know, we're way off topic. Yeah. But. So Russia, at the end of the war, they were done fighting. They didn't want to have to fight the Japanese, too. They had just been in a fucking slobber knocker with Germany. But then once we dropped the bombs, they realized, oh, fuck, we need to get some of that land, too, to kind of make our buffer zone. So it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a lot. But anyway, back to this. Yeah. Getting back to Agenda 21. The second chapter that I highlighted from Agenda 21 that being demographic dynamics and sustainability, this really sounds like it's dealing with uh, accepting refugees into, you know, what's the United States, accepting refugees into the United States 
And you can kind of take it maybe as diverting resources to some of these refugees. It seems like from reading it, though, what it really deals with is refugees escaping the coastal regions of the world. This being, of course, after the world's oceans had begun to rise, which was a big fear back in the 90s. This right. would be due, of course, to impending climate crisis, which scientists believe we are in actually in the midst of today with the melting of the polar ice caps and massive terrestrial glaciers going away. Uh, the offers of the agenda claimed that at the time, 65% of the world's population actually lived in coastal areas. And kind of from what I was you know, gathering on the internet, I guess that percentage has actually increased maybe due to climate change and, you know, the changing of uh, resource and dynamics, uh, people basically moving away from from rural areas into cities. I mean, I think that's kind of a forced necessity for income at this point, um, you know, moving to cities or whatever. I always wonder how high do they think it's going to go like the water? Well, Florida is going to be gone, which isn't a, a total loss. No, but <laughs> there's, yeah, the basically a lot of the coastal cities where most of the people on, you know, on Earth live, uh, they think they're all going to be like underwater unless, you know, some of these cities can come up ways to hold back the water. New York City is one of the big ones that they're worried about. They keep talking about building like seawalls pretty much to hold back the tide. New Orleans is a big one, basically a bowl surrounded by soup. Uh, you know, they're worried about the water coming into that city. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I'm sure the Floridians will. I'm sure they have a doctrine where they're just like going to shoot at the water as it's coming. Um, and <laughs> yeah. they'll be like, we'll stop it. And then they'll have Jethro drive his his car into it to kind of stop it. But uh, eventually the the war will be lost for them. Yeah, eventually they'll all just be living on their pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll put like floaties on the trailer so then they can have like an aquatic home. Yeah, but really, I think that the fears maybe that might come from like demographic shifts kind of sounds like people just worried about in America. Everyone's worried about South and Central Americans coming up and maybe living in their living room or something like that. But people are always worried about either illegal immigrants or refugees like coming to their country, that sort of. Dude, this, that story's been playing since fucking America <laughs> was founded. Like, honestly, you know, what, 1800s, it was, oh, the Irish are coming. And then it was, you know, and it just yeah. never ends. It literally never ends. Now the... You know, Latin immigrants that are here now are worried about different Latin immigrants come. It's just it just never stops. Yeah. And it was it was the Irish. Then, you know, the Eastern Europeans, it was also at the same time, you know, Asians coming in and they, the Asians had a really bad time actually on the West Coast. Some of the laws that they made up. So, yeah, I mean, it is it's kind of a constant thing. So, yeah, it'll. You know. Worry about the outsider. Pretty much. Eventually it'll turn into fucking we better not let aliens in America. Like I don't it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then the aliens will get to America and then they'll be worried about other aliens coming to America. It's just it never stops. And the other thing is the refugees or immigrants always come here and then it works out just fine. Okay. It's <laughs> it yep. happens over and over again, people. The insectoids will eventually become American. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> they will get a MAGA hat. They'll get a shotgun. 
and <laughs> they will have a a fridge full of beer and uh and be happy. Yep. Just like us. They'll work a fucking uh nine to five, hate their lives, you know, eventually die. It's yeah, all good. the uh the real American dream. <laughs> Definitely. Now the last chapter I highlighted, sustainable human settlement development mostly lays out a plan to house the homeless in the developed and undeveloped world. Really kind of when all these people come in from the climate crises, kind of like making sure that resources extend to them and they have homes, uh, combating the causes that led to the extreme poverty and homelessness like climate crisis, and also the management of usable land and other factors that lead to the mass exodus from rural areas into urban environments. Uh, causing overpopulation and tightening of essential resources in cities. Though some believers in the Agenda 21 conspiracy theory claim that implementation of the Agenda 21 Act will mean the forced relocation of human populations away from their homes, relocated to work areas to support the one world government and its aims. Okay, I, you know, you can kind of, I guess, see the the red string that they're making here, but... um. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, obviously, homelessness, I can't say for the rest of the world, but in America is a huge problem, and there's nothing that really helps them. You know what I mean? Still, to this yeah. day. Um, what I was going to say real quick here is this whole thing is just blowing my mind, because if we think about it, H.W. would have had to have been the very last Republican you know, up till this current point, who had anything to do with anything involving the climate. And then if we think about it even weirder, we had obviously had H.W., then he had Clinton, and then he had Al Gore, who was like the biggest champion for all of this. And people made him out to be crazy. But all of this is trying to prepare for such scenarios like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's kind of weird that he signed it into law president now would sign anything close to this no so absolutely not that's just why it's like hearing all of this is just wild because you can't even imagine this shit happening and i'm assuming the people at the time didn't even understand what it was and obviously they've turned it into their own conspiracy here oh definitely yeah uh kind of like i mentioned agenda 21 like the entire like form uh i i downloaded the whole pdf on the internet it's about 300 or so pages i didn't read the whole thing i just took the chapters that i thought were kind of you know most dealing with what maybe conspiracy theorists looked at and kind of like read through those and kind of picked those apart a little bit yeah like i said it would take about six hours if we talked about everything (laughs) in agenda 21 not going to do that if this episode's already going to be you long what, enough. You know what but, would have fixed that? If they would have literally just put like Jesus on e- a couple times in each page. Oh, yeah. Nobody would have been worried about any of this. <laughs> Thanks to God and because yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jesus wants us to help the homeless people find new homes and homeless people in other countries. We're going to go ahead and find them homes. None of this would be here. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Kind of the funny thing, I was going to kind of end that little bit. Uh, We're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the actual like conspiracy theory in a little bit here. The funny thing about like reading through all the stuff that I read through, I was thinking I 
of all that time that I kind of took, like picking through this and reading it and already knowing beforehand, like the tenets of like what Agenda 21 conspiracy theory has become, you really couldn't find anything like hard to nail down from like where these conspiracy theorists were getting their ideas from. They weren't actually getting it from Agenda 21. That's kind of where I thought of like, this is like a fly catcher. Like you can kind of take this and just kind of, you know, add in any conspiracy theory you want. It's kind of where I got that thought from because it's, you know, I had to really make some stretches <laughs> just to, you know, find because I have to talk about Agenda 21. But it's like it's it's almost like Agenda 21, the conspiracy theory and Agenda 21, the document like they have. There's no Venn diagram. They don't overlap almost at all. I mean, they talk about climate change. They talk about shifting demographics, all of this stuff. But there's no nefarious like verbiage, really, unless you really want there to be. That's the crazy thing. The, well, so. I mean, does it surprise you, though? Think about all we've covered. If you find the source of the conspiracy, it's yeah. usually nothing like <laughs> what they morph it into. So it's basically someone sees it, turn either it's a troll or someone who's crazy, morphs it, sends the meme around or the story they took out of it and then people just assume that's the real story without actually looking <laughs> at the original at all yeah and it's funny this is you know this whole thing is called agenda 21 because a lot of people will use this as their like to further their own agenda you know oh, um, absolutely. this was actually agenda 21 was actually mentioned in the uh, 2012 republican national committee speeches uh, it's it's been you know brought up in a bunch of youtube videos and shit um, basically we talked about it like clickbait, you know, elevating it more and more, trying to get, you know, more views, more likes or whatever they want to get. Wait, did you so, just yeah, it's, say it's, the Republican party used this as a scare tactic in 2012? Yes. Even though <laughs> the Republican <laughs> candidate made this thing. Sign this in the law. This? Dude, that doesn't fucking matter. They <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck? Okay. That just blows my mind. Yeah, different Republican Party, 20 years later, completely different. Um, Ooh, Mitt Romney. Mitt I don't Romney. believe it was Mitt Romney who said it, though. I, I I believe I'd have to look it back up, but I believe it was also Ted Cruz who mentioned that in that 2012 Ooh, the, uh, national convention. The fearless leader from Texas himself. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Old Zodiac <laughs> Killer. His, <laughs> there's a lot of great conspiracies about him yeah so. he's fucking insane now with all of that behind us getting into the the fun part the meat and potatoes of agenda 21 conspiracy theory it is believed by its supporters that this agenda is being forced onto us against our wills and that any effort by local governments to implement any tenant of this agreement including just the simple things, land conservation, public transportation, even, you know, creating bike lanes on our streets needs to be opposed at the local level. And in fact, every level, no matter the benefit to society. Okay. I'm going to level with you here. I would have maybe supported the bike lanes because I think they might be the real domestic terrorists, you know, hot take yeah. here. Uh, bicyclists, They've got a weird attitude about themselves. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's the funny thing is the Amish and people on bikes basically are treated like super citizens. You know, they 
They just get to break any traffic law. They can just ride wherever. If a bike, honestly, if an Amish, you know, buggy or a person on a bike just wants to ride down the wrong side of the street, they can. It's fine. No matter what, just do it. Run red lights. Oh, no, you're all good. Whatever. It's honestly... They could, a bicyclist could literally run over a woman and a baby. She's holding a baby and they'd probably be like, oh, I bet a car made him do it. You know what I mean? It's just, you can. Oh, they would blame the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Why was the baby in the bicycle lane? <laughs> the free, you're off, you're off the charges, sir. No problem. Yeah, why why was that woman and her baby in their own yard? Yeah. Don't they know that's where the bike wanted to be? <laughs> the bicyclist wanted to be. But uh now, but but go ahead, go ahead. All right. Now, getting back into it. Implementation of pro bicycle usage and <laughs> a, a accessible public transportation meant to curb the consumption of fossil fuels is seen as an effort to end the ownership of private vehicles. Also, constrict a population's ability to freely travel without uh, government authorization. Part of the larger conspiracy is the end of privately owned land and privately owned homes. This, with the buying up of homes and farmland, happening really, though, as we speak, turning America into a nation of renters, which I really don't think has anything to do with Agenda 21. It is happening all around us. Yeah, they're basically forcing you to never have enough money to have your own home. So maybe they are accomplishing it. But, um, yeah, I wish, you know, there's a few cities in America who I think have great public transportation, but not a lot of them. I think there's only, what, like three of them or four of them maybe? Oh, definitely, yeah. And, I mean, I live... Well, we both live in, you know, semi-major cities in the United States. How's the public transportation in your city? I mean, they do have, it's, they do have what, four train lines now. I think they're building more, which is great for people like visiting the city, you know, and stuff like that, or people going to work if you live in those areas. But if you're not anywhere close to them, it doesn't help you at all. Um, Oh, yeah. It does really help stop the flood of traffic into the downtown areas, which I think is good. Um, if you're going like, it's great. I've used it. Say I'm going to a Vikings game or a twins game or something. Those fucking trains drop you right off of the front door. (laughs) So you park like 15 miles away. You get on those, uh, take them, go to the game, get on the trains, go home. No hassle. You know, obviously helps the pollution. Um, I don't know. Does, does Arizona have anything like that? Uh, fucking the so the city buses obviously just like you know system in America is fucking you know terrible full of homeless people. Yeah. There are the light rails in like downtown Phoenix and parts of Tempe, especially around ASU, that are really good. It's just they're not helpful. The light rails aren't really that prevalent. Yeah, like obviously I think London is pretty good. Um, oh, actually yeah. I think most of the train system all over in Europe is pretty good. Uh, New York, I've never been, but I'm pretty sure the subway is quite convenient. Um, yeah. How much of England and Wales and Scotland did we see just taking trains? I mean, trains and buses. Yeah, like, I mean, most all of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Basically, our only driving in that country was driving to the train station. Yeah. That week that you were, the, the two weeks that you came to visit me. I mean, even in the rinky-dinky little-ass town you lived in, you could still get there to London or to wherever you wanted to go. 
Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, there's that little that little last town I lived by. You just hop on that train and you head right into London. You head to fucking wherever the big hubs like in the area. So here's the thing: like Minnesota is very big, a big state, right? But there's a f- only like maybe five major hubs that people visit. I would say regularly. If you were to connect like a train to say Rochester and then to Duluth, you know, branching from the Twin Cities, I a lot of people would probably travel there more often. Oh yeah, I mean, if they actually put some money into it and built it, people would take trains. They think that the biggest this is another conspiracy, but the biggest problem is that the oil companies actually want like wanted to promote like cars over public transportation. So a lot of the lobbyists like killed a uh, mass transit in oh, the United States. I'm you know for sure that happened. Definitely. All right. So we gotta jump back into this. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of a couple of the tenets of the Agenda 21 conspiracy. Now, implementing such an audacious plan like Agenda 21 doesn't take place after a single day or even a single decade, as the freedoms fought for over the past century cannot be taken away easily. Instead, though, they must be given away by the holders of those civil liberties, making the free populations of the world gladly give up their civil liberties for the warm blanket that is totalitarian rule. Yep, that's the uh, that's the ultimate scare tactic right there, Phil. We're just gonna everybody's just gonna go ahead and roll over, say, "Come yep. on, take my ass and do what you want with it." <laughs> Just keep me safe. Whatever you have to do. Definitely. We get fucked at work, all right? The government can't fuck <laughs> us any worse, all right? <laughs> corporations fuck us too hard. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. The corporations already fuck us. You guys are just blaming the government for doing it instead of looking behind you and see who's really doing it. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Now, first up, we're going to talk about the most recent and possibly the most important step in the supposed implementation of the Agenda 21, and that is the pandemic of the coronavirus <laughs> and its many variants, which lasted from early 2020 to early 2022. Now, COVID-19 saw the forced lockdown of most of the world's population. Uh, it also saw mask mandates become commonplace, along with a vaccine, which was seen as far too rushed to be forced onto any society Uh, But according to conspiracy theorists, that was actually meant to be an attack on the healthy people, which was meant to cause wild gene mutations of various diseases. Also, anyone who took the jab was thought to have been pacified. The vaccine was even thought to be a carrier for RIFD chips, which we will be definitely talking a little bit more about later. Oh, yeah, the mark of the devil or mark of the beast. Sorry. I got to say this quick before I get my opinion here. Um, There is a nasty flu going around right now. I hope everyone did not get it. I've heard it's quite bad. But uh, speaking about this here, yeah, I I do think, I don't think they just, you know, whipped whipped COVID up like a little Thanksgiving gravy here. But uh, I do think there's a lot of things they could have learned from handling that entire time. Um, it was a very tenuous time, especially in America. Um, but uh, so, OK, now the the wild gene mutation and stuff like that, um, I've, I've heard it's actually doing the opposite. But uh, 
it's fighting off diseases that it wasn't intended to. I don't know, you know, much about that. But uh, okay, so so the question is, Phil, how do you believe that COVID-19 was going to lead us into Agenda 21 and kind of be, you know, the first step to a bunch of many steps? Well, I don't really believe it, but <laughs> you got to put <laughs> your say that. put your conspiracy now, hat on and put yourself in their shoes. Okay. Well, if I did that, now allegedly, I would say <laughs> that basically the coronavirus was, you know, made up, uh not made up, but it was created in order to kind of like shock the world into like being scared, staying home, you know, everyone wear a mask, that sort of thing. Uh well, I mean, in real life, the biggest thing I worry about is was coronavirus like inflated, like overinflated. And now if something real comes along, like a real killer, bubonic plague type shit, are people just going to, you know, not stay home, wander around, say, fuck it. You were wrong about coronavirus. You're wrong about this. That's the biggest thing I'm worried about with the coronavirus. But with this, it's kind of seen as something that like, stripped our civil liberties like it's it's little well i'll mention patriot act uh, in the next few paragraphs but it's these little little bites little bites of our freedom that's kind of what's happened yeah i mean the patriot act i don't think is even a conspiracy about doing that um it's pretty blatant yeah once you so once you give up um these freedoms they never give them back you have to fight for them that's that kind of the, is the situation is that is true you know I hope no super deadly virus does come because I don't think the world can handle anything like that again. Oh yeah, something real, something that's actually yeah. like like terrible, like some like a you know population killer. Yeah, I think, definitely. I think if COVID taught us anything, it's that world's governments don't really have any real plan for if there was like say. I mean, I don't think the Spanish flu would like kill as many people as it did back now as it did back then. But like, really, the whole world—if anything really bad happens—they nobody really has an answer to do anything. I mean, that's what it told me. Well, yeah, the problem too is no one really knows what the answer is. They just, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where we have to do something, even if it's the wrong. You know, the ship has to go in a certain, you know, some direction. It doesn't matter if it's the right direction. The captain has to say, you know, that way. Basically, yeah, yeah. that was like what happened with masks. You Everyone know, knew they weren't working or they didn't do anything. But you know, you know, the big man upstairs, he told us to do it. So basically, <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be really bad now because all the uh, healthcare workers are striking because they don't get treated very well by corporations. True. By the way, <laughs> definitely. So also, I should say that. The conspiracy theorists who believe in the Agenda 20 conspiracy, they actually, in back in 2020, when they kind of like combined all of this stuff during the pandemic, they thought that the 21 in Agenda 21 meant that the plan was to be implemented in the year 2021, though the number 21 actually stood for the 21st century, which was like during the early 1990s, mid 1990s was on everyone's mind. Uh, referring to, of course, the millennium, yeah. the year 2000. Yeah, okay. Now, I previously mentioned the Patriot Act. And though the Patriot Act doesn't really like officially go together with Agenda 20 conspiracy, it's, 
I kind of took a look at it and thought that they actually kind of do go together pretty well, like well enough for me to actually mention it. So 9-11, of course, spiraled the world into a constant state of fear and hatred. Uh, 9-11 would lead to 20 years of war, uh, the impending bankruptcy of the world's greatest financial superpower. Most importantly, it would lead to the Patriot Act, which saw the wholesale destruction of a few of the freedoms that we really enjoyed during the 20th century. These freedoms included free telecommunications that aren't monitored warrant, due process, free speech, and the right to not have your genitals rubbed before getting out of play. <laughs> okay, let's be real. How many times have they touched your genitals? Do they 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 do the backhand thing. I don't know what they're, you know, uh, they, looking for I, they never touch but... my genitals, but uh, I guess I'm missing out. Um so here's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> it's never who you want. True. <laughs> True. I just want the tallest gentleman they have there. Um, so, yeah, Patriot Act. If you were to take any of the like any of this bullshit, that one <laughs> actually has affected, uh, like you said, people's uh, freedom and liberty. And obviously, they. I I still don't understand how nobody found it in all those pages that they're gonna do it, but. You know, I guess it was Dick Cheney who did it, so they didn't think he could do anything wrong. Well, it's one of those things where I don't know if it's true or not, but it's kind of believed that the Patriot Act was written long before 9-11 actually happened. And saw it as like an opportunity to, you know, to get it signed. That could be. I could see that. It was, uh, yeah, I could see that. It was, uh, it's an interesting thing. I, I, I don't know. It, uh... Obviously, it doesn't have anything to do about with, you know, climate stuff. But yeah. <laughs> as far as losing <laughs> liberties, yeah, it goes right with their Agenda 21. Yeah, it's one of the things where it's just these little little bites, little bites out of our freedom. Right. Next time, you know what, Phil? They're going to just be jerking you off in the airport. You ain't going to be able to do nothing about it. <laughs> They're going to think you It'll... got crack in your prostate. <laughs> It'll be like that South Park episode. Where they have uh, the TSA at the toilet. Honestly, though, can I? I some people need that. Holy fuck! <laughs> they can't even hit the fucking toilet. Jesus, that is Christ. true. Public toilets are a fucking. Nightmare. That one gas station we stopped at, and I said it was the most disgusting gas station bathroom I've ever seen in my life. If they had one person there watching people, so they wouldn't <laughs> shit everywhere but the toilet. That is New Mexico, though. That's... No, that was Arizona still. Oh, that was Arizona? Uh, yeah, all right, it well, was. Anyway, continuing <laughs> anyway. on here. Now, next up, uh, there is also, we have to mention, the implementation and introduction of subdermal microchips, which at first will be seen probably as an optional upgrade to make one's life easier. Though, according to conspiracy theorists, will soon enough become a mandatory part of living in civilized society, which will control access to personal travel, finances, identification, and maybe even having, if you believe it, a kill switch built in. Also, though, there is a possibility that it will have to do with a very important aspect to future life, which is the supposed implementation of a social credit system. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think, uh, 
I love the kill switch. They've definitely watched the the original <laughs> Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. But the the other thing here is like, I struggle with this one because if we think about Fitbits, right? Yeah. So many fucking people have them. I don't even know if they really pay attention to them, but they like to have them, right? If they, I feel like if they had a chip, right, f- that could like tell if you are having, um, like, you know how you can take blood tests and stuff and they can see when you're having like an abnormal change, maybe you have a cancer developing or something. I could see yeah. it in that fashion for being like great, but also you read this stuff and you're like, well, we leave, live in such a greedy world. It's kind of a, you know, I don't, I'm not really scared of the government. I'm scared of big companies. Here's the thing about Fitbits. Yeah. Fitbits are for people who want to show off that they're wearing a Fitbit. That is it. That's all that they talk about is their fucking Fitbit. I think the one good thing about them, though, Phil, is the sleeping pattern. I think that mm. should be looked at by everyone. Um, You know, I don't sleep that well. I, uh, You know, like, oh. I, I wake up a lot. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I sleep like a baby. I they don't know. Never I've been wake told... What's that? You never wake up in the middle of the night? No, not really. I'm jealous, I, man. I I could honestly, I could probably sleep from fucking like nine to nine and just go the whole time. Hell Though I yeah. only sleep maybe like four hours a night. <laughs> maybe but you that's need because a I, Fitbit. That's because I go to bed late and I wake up. You either need a Fitbit or a sleep number. <laughs> no, I have two. a great bed. Do you? Okay. Yeah. That's probably why you sleep good, honestly. Possibly. Now, the social credit system, currently being alpha tested in China, will be introduced supposedly by the woke (laughs) left politicians to make sure that society's most dubious members feel the wrath of the progressive agenda, though ultimately leading to the loss of fair housing, employment, freedom of travel, access to personal finances, and societal benefits, such as the right to vote and healthcare, uh, even make you face arrest and imprisonment for the crime of simply being an asshole. Though violators will be most punished if they stand in opposition to the power base of the government or the corporations, which one day may mean the one world government of the new world order. Okay. All right. Obviously, they've watched the Hunger Games. Um. So... Yep. Yeah, I know China's testing this. Also, China might be the worst place, close to the worst place in the world, or, you know, for this. When you see that shit where, like, the, the dudes have to hold up, like, their scorecards to try to attract women. Oh, oh that's that's a, that's a lot about demographics, So That's a sad story. That's I, yeah, I feel I, bad for those dudes. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm saying also their standing in society also plays a big part into getting a partner, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's not doing well over there. I don't know why <laughs> woke left <laughs> politicians would care, but... Uh, it has to do kind of with, like, cancel culture, that okay. sort of thing. All it's right. how it's being, like, you know, molded into it. It's funny because they say this, but there's also, at least here, there's somewhat of a naturally occurring social credit system amongst people where you will be punished for certain acts and how you how you act you know what i'm saying 
What? That's true, but imagine if you went to a new city and around people who didn't know you, but they automatically knew that society has deemed you an asshole before you even had the chance to prove yourself as an asshole or a nice person, you know? Well, I can tell you this from my experience. Number one, you don't even be a hypocrite because you do that if you meet anybody from Pittsburgh. Number two, (laughs) (laughs) uh, if someone's an asshole, they can't hide it for long. I hate to break it to you. Um, Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? If someone, male or female, is a dick or a bitch, it will come out. They can't. It's hard to hide it for them people. But, uh, but yeah, this if this was real, horrible. We don't want any part of it. Definitely. And I mean, there was actually an episode of the show Black Mirror where they kind of dealt with the social credit system, and it was pretty scary. Uh, this lady basically she had one bad day, and she kind of had a little bit of a you know a little bit of a moment. And all of a sudden, it just cascaded into her, like, going down and down, like, the social rankings. Until, basically, you know, she just kind of left society. So Here's the other thing. With all the advent of, like, cameras and everything, man, I, you've, you probably see more assholes or people acting like an idiot than you ever have in human history. Like, oh, my God. I've seen so many people throwing fits, getting violent at stores doing stupid shit you know what i'm saying oh definitely yeah the rise of the karen yeah yes yeah i mean we didn't even have that before uh before a few years like a few years ago oh karens existed it's just they weren't uh they've been exposed it wasn't televised they were exposed yes definitely i don't see how teenagers can even go to like high school right now with all of the cameras and shit imagine doing one dumb little thing and that's what you're forever Bro, they, <laughs> if you do something dumb, the whole school talked about it when we were there. They just didn't have video of it. No, that's what I mean. It yeah. lived forever. Yeah. You know, it, that shit will follow you everywhere. Kids yeah. are, kids are assholes. That's the moral of that story there. Oh, that's timeless though. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't ever changing. True. Now, following the destruction of our personal freedoms and the implementation of that one world government, the last tenant that I will mention about Agenda 21 will come to fruition as nearly the entire population of the world is cult. Why would they want to kill them? Yeah, I don't, it seems quite difficult to pull it off. I mean, not to get too dark here, but you saw the system that Nazis had set up, right? Obviously, yeah. they killed, what, 20 million people. Um, they would have had a long way to go to finish, you know, get everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's also a lot of uh, bodies to yeah. And eventually all those poor people are going to start fighting back yeah. no matter what they're doing to them. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've never gotten the like culling thing. Um, I actually think we're doing that to ourselves with like stuff making people li- like little Debbie snack cakes. Yeah, me too. I think so. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the thing now? Like the the sperm counts down uh, across the globe. I've got. Oh, color. yeah. The. Yeah, the birth rates. Yeah, the birth rates. I think we're doing that to ourselves with the uh, the products we're consuming. Yeah. Also, possibly, maybe it's part of Agenda 21. Maybe they're putting something. Maybe it's in the vaccines. That That's could be. Is. God damn you, HW. Now, to finish this all out, to round it out, this conspiracy, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, is, of course, a meta-conspiracy and has the ability to gather 
other right-wing conspiracies up like a giant bug zapper, uh, making a crazy cafeteria goulash of conspiracy theories that aid in the making of one's opponent to not only be wrong, but also to be an evil henchman and a servant of the genocidal maniacs aiming to kill off nearly 90% of the world's population. Now, some of the other entrants into this crazy conspiracy are, and I'm going to, I found a really good graphic with all of the conspiracy theories that, and they all get melded together into this massive conspiracy. It's a, it's a beautiful list in the (laughs) most crazy way (laughs) fucking possible. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you, I'll also put this on Instagram, I might have to up to put it on Instagram. It's about, I'd say 20 to 30 things. Yeah. uh, Just a shit ton of stuff. So. Nothing you haven't heard before. I mean, I guarantee our listeners have heard all this shit before. Oh, definitely. Yeah, just all of it's crammed into one big thing. So to start off, one world government, one world cashless currency, one world central bank, one world military, the end of national sovereignty, the end of all privately owned property, the end of the family unit. Damn it. They need Jesus in that household. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Depopulation. Control of population growth and population density. Mandatory multiple vaccine. Universal basic income. Okay. Now, Micro- one oh. quick thing here. So, this basic income, right? They've tried this, or some countries have this, correct? Well, some countries, they don't have it. It's not your full income, but there are places on Earth where the government does give you like subsidize your life pretty much Alaska because of like the oil they have, like some areas you live in are like, they give you subsidies for allowing the oil companies to, you know, take the resources away. It's hush, hush money. (laughs) (laughs) That's honestly, honestly, if anything, Walmart and Amazon should be doing this for the whole fucking country. Well, it's, they kind of tried it during COVID, and I will say a lot of people, they were all happy for their stimmies, but the job, uh, the situa- employment situation right now, not doing very well. It kind of it upset the apple cart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you got to keep, uh, unfortunately, we're in a point where you have to forcibly keep people down. I mean, really, I mean, it kind of is. You can't have everybody be doing good it's just how they've manipulated the economy right now yeah well also people were trying to live on their stimmy for like four months at a time yeah you know yeah so it was funny because there's a lot of people who already had enough money who were living on that not like the poor people yeah which is ironic the poor people were just trying to survive along with their you know shitty jobs well it's because they were working the shitty jobs where they were forced to continue to work their way you know, maybe business office workers uh, weren't working. Or stayed at home and worked from home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then called all of us part of the problem for go to work. <laughs> Microchipped society for purchasing, travel, tracking, and controlling. Implementation of a world social credit system like China has. Trillions of appliances hooked into the 5G monitoring system. So that's something I didn't even get to was the 5G part. So we'll talk a little bit about 5G right now. Well, I mean, I don't know if people know this, but it's quite convenient when you have all your shit hooked up together. Yes, it is. Definitely. It's also great having 5G 
so that you don't have to deal with the cable companies anymore for your internet. That's going to be awesome. Once once I move into a neighborhood that actually gets like good 5G, because the 5G I'm at right now is in like the purple zone pretty much of terrible. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, I don't have a trouble with the internet. The only trouble I have is their outlandish prices. But, uh, you know, it's Comcast, one another big evil company. Uh, not much you can yep. do, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people complain about this because it's like, I want to get, and I know this could be bad, but you know, I want to get the door that I can open with my phone, the garage I can, the thermostat I can, you know, so I can control everything, even if I'm not at home. That's kind of my yeah. thought process, but I guess, um, you know, the, the cabal's gonna get me. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. Like the waves from 5g cause cancer and shit that's the <laughs> causing our sperm to die let's pretty just much. take maybe that's one of it let's just spit some truth here guys your jobs where you're handling toxic chemicals are probably the one causing this not your cell phone well i mean that's probably doing it too but you usually are getting that from that or your personal choices of smoking drinking any drug you abuse you know what i mean Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just just standard human, like standard American life is killing off sperm. It's it's not the government. <laughs> People just don't want to have kids, too. I mean, I don't I, you know, I, they're expensive. They're expensive and they stink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> government owned and controlled schools, colleges and universities. The end of private transportation, i.e. owning your own car. Hmm. All businesses are owned by the government or corporations that doesn't really make sense all businesses are owned by corporations so basically what they're saying is no one's allowed to have their small business it all the small businesses are going to get gobbled up by either the government or the corporations well they usually don't get gobbled up they just get ran out of business which i guess is the legal way of doing it um yeah i don't know i I do think this is a problem but what are we going to do we're just two dipshits on a podcast that's true. We, I gotta say, I love fucking Walmart and Target, how fucking convenient they are. After living in a foreign country for so, you know, so much time and having to go to fucking five different stores to get the shit that I wanted, it's nice just to go to fucking Target and get everything. Yeah, there's nothing inherently wrong with the companies. I just wish they would treat employees better and pay them better for the exorbitant amount of income the company makes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Bezos. And Bezos. Bezos, yep. The restriction of non-essential air travel. Human beings concentrated into human settlement zones. The end of irrigation. (laughs) The end of private farms and and grazing livestock. The (sighs) end of single-family homes. Restricted land use that serves human needs. The ban on natural, non-synthetic drugs and naturopathic medicine. Oh, no. How am I going to get my essential oils? No. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm not going to be able to use my crystals. God (laughs) damn it. And to end it all off, the ban on fossil fuels. Kind of wish they would work towards this one. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe let's, let's stop this and maybe some fracking, too. Not a great idea. Um, yeah, I would hope, you know, this is a pipe dream. I would hope by the end of, uh, by the time I die, maybe we'll be getting towards the end of fossil fuels, more, you know, renewable energies. But uh, 
yeah, humanity works pretty slow. So yeah, like you said, these are a spider web. This is a this is a a, a bukkake of different conspiracies just covering. <laughs> That's great. I like that. Yeah, it is. They're just shooting their loads all over this and just making them stick. The funny thing is, everything that you know, the few parts that you specifically wrote out of Agenda Twenty One, none of this is worded on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Every article that I read, kind of like talking about the agenda conspiracy, talking about like the people who believe in it, you know, not the pro agenda 21, uh, all of that kind of, you know, made up. It was basically their own little, you know, their own little party that they were having. But the ones making fun of it, they kept saying, like, if you read agenda 21, like cover to cover, nothing in that paperwork has anything to do with any of these points. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with it. And also, even if it was nefarious, they, I mean, in there somewhere, they haven't done any of that stuff they said they were going to do, really. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things, too, where it's kind of like, oh, well, they're not right say that they're doing this, but that's what they want to do with it. You know, that's like between the lines, that sort of shit. When really, it's been 30 years. And how much of this shit's happened? They constantly talk about, like microchips and all of that. And, you know, I mean, so a couple of these things have started, like they're trying to end fossil fuels, but that's because of the environment. All of the things that they keep saying, you know, they've been talking about the one world government for years, uh, basically the central bank of the world, all of this stuff where basically we would all have to like use the same money. Like, I really don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean, maybe, maybe like a Bitcoin type, you know, currency, like a, like an internet thing, but you know, who knows? It's, it's all fake money anyway. So they, they should be worried more about the fact that money is fucking fiat and not, you know, one world currency. With the, I mean, even Bitcoin or any of the other ones, it seems like just the perfect platform to people for people to scam each other, which you it know, is. happens quite a bit where you'll invest all this money in it and it magically just crashes and then you don't have your money no more. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think I wish they would actually attempt to do something from the real agenda 21. It was funny because just this year I was reading all these news things, you know, they have like the big, what do they call it? Where it's like all the countries are getting together and trying to agree on different things they are going to work on for like climate stuff. Oh, like the G8 summits and the like the summits that they have. Yeah, like there's just new sports after like the head guy, the presenter saying all this stuff. And basically they uh, the country just kind of shrugged their shoulders and be like, eh, maybe next time. Yeah, that's just uh, those summits and everything <laughs> is just a place where the world elites can get together, dress up like owls and f- each other. Yeah, that's all it really is. There's a giant owl bohemia sex fucking <laughs> ring going on there. Just a big eyes wide shut fucking party. Honestly, they should just play Waterworld there and be like, huh? Does this look fun to you? You know, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, Dick Cheney will probably be like, man, I really want to be a smoker, man. I want a jet ski with a gun and, and all that. But, uh, but yeah, Phil, okay. We've been going for a bit here. Big, big conspiracy, obviously. What are you yep. feeling about this whole thing? What are your, what are your feelings? I mean, you can take. There are like some of these conspiracies, like the ones that I read off, there are a couple of them that uh, make sense. There's, 
the end of private farms that's actually happening right now the end of like single the end of families owning a home that's happening right now there's a there's a few things in here the end of fossil fuels is going to happen because eventually we're going to run but like kind of like mixing them all together or people just kind of like throwing their own thing in this to try to you know kamehameha it you know make it more powerful i don't you know I guess you would more call it a spirit bomb, but <laughs> it's that's a good <laughs> reference the there. Nerdy shit. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, it seems like it's mostly just like conspiracy theorists just trying to add a little thunder to their own beliefs and make their enemies seem even more evil or trying to get more clickbait. Basically, I wonder how much of this, how much of Agenda 21 has been kind of ham fisted into like QAnon stuff, you know what I mean? Because that's that too, all encompassing the giant bukkake of just right right wing conspiracies. It's they're all in there, and then they kind of yeah. compound on each other. I would say QAnon. Maybe it well, it burned brighter and it burned out quicker though too. Like all of that shit's pretty much done right now. So very true. I'm there sure are they're... there are some rednecks who still hold up to. <laughs> sign at the trump rallies but it, they're outnumbered still by cons- fucking you know confederate flag waivers yeah so. yeah that is very true well phil uh since we've been rolling for a bit here why don't uh if anybody if george hw wants to email us or contact us um he'd be the number one person we want to talk to but if yep. anybody else wants to give us their opinion uh where can they contact us well if old hw wants to rise out of the grave and he can get a hold of us at subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, love hearing from everybody. Ideas for episodes, shit that we do well, shit that we do terrible, whatever. You know, just get it all to us. Uh, also, probably an even easier way to get a hold of us, though, is on Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, it's great. You know, send us your message, send us everything, the love and the hate. It's all good. Cody and I also have our own Instagram accounts. Mine is SDPodPhil. Cody, you have one? Yeah, you can follow me at Cody's above on Instagram. Follow me, talk to me, do whatever you want. Uh, the last thing we ask you guys to do is log on to iTunes, leave a show a five-star view. doesn't particularly matter what you type in there. Just hit five stars, type a bunch of jargon, and hit submit. We greatly appreciate everyone who's taking the time to do that for us. If you're a Spotify listener, it's even easier. You just hit five stars, hit submit. You don't type anything. It's real simple, and you're anonymous. Uh, Phil. Great episode. Loved it. I love it. We haven't really done a real nasty, nitty-gritty conspiracy in a while. And you pulled out a bombshell here. (laughs) Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.